0: Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. I am Leslie. You'll hear from Rod in just a minute, as you know. And this week, we want to talk about the importance of finding your tribe, finding that group of trusted people that you can go to when you're struggling, when you're having those internal doubts, when all of those inner dialogues are just screaming in your ears the importance of reaching out, the importance of finding that tribe and asking for help when you need it. Rod, what would you add into the mix?
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting topic. And, and, and in you know, many ways, our conversations up to now have been a lot around that internal work that we do with ourselves, the internal yeah. reflection, the internal meditations, how to understand things. And it's really important. I think we'll, it's easy to say that it's the the connection with others can can transform our feeling or our mood about something that's bothering us in an instant. As soon as if we connect yep. with a friend or somebody part of our tribe, to give it uh, empathy and and related experience.
0: Yeah, so, I like what you said about sort of changing that, changing our mindset almost instantaneously, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think we'll get into a little bit about the importance of not just finding your tribe, but choosing them. That, you know, yes. that you you want to choose wisely because, you know, we there's so much science and I bet you've got lots of research wrong. Right. <laughs> there's yeah. so much science that says that we sort of morph ourselves to the moods and the behavior patterns, whatever, of the people around us. That's just the way human beings are from a society perspective. Uh, and so choosing your tribe carefully is really important.
1: Yes. It is so okay. Where should we start? Maybe, should I? Uh, okay, I'll start with some lay
0: down some science. Some Rod. stuff. Lay so down our, Some science. I
1: almost I, okay. I'm like, don't know where to begin. Let me okay. Let it connect to some no, of no, our previous it's conversations. Juicy,
0: it's a juicy topic. It's a juicy topic.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna connect with some stuff we've talked about before. So um, before we've talked about different biases and there's one that's referred to as a similarity bias and you know when we we put in the context of a bias it's kind of it's like ah i don't want to have a bias so how do i get out of that but this is it's like humans are just like this and we've been like this for however thousands and of years that we've been around is that we connect with those that we feel similar with and that could be yeah. It can be those that look like us. That's a common it could be those who have the same that we've been around and that we if we have the same profession or we share right. similar hobbies. Like for the similarity doesn't have to be just how they look like us, but there there needs to be something that we feel that we're connected Connects to. Connects us in
0: some way, right? Yep, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the bias essentially says is like we have to Greater affinity by default, we're going to feel a stronger connection to those who we feel are similar to us. So that that's that put, makes sense. Put there. The other thing I'll actually relate it to is you remember we talked about the scarf model, and S C A R F. R the R of the scarf refers to relatedness, and they talk about we use the scarf model to talk about. Um, uh, the how we react to things in social situations—it's a—it's—it's it, it's based off of neuroscience research, and it's saying like, you know, we can react to a—we can have a fight or flight response to a situ, a social situation. Like, we don't right. need a tiger to scare us to have a flight or have that anxiety. We could have social. Otherwise, we'd all be pretty chill us. right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right?
0: We'd all be pretty chill if it was yeah. only tigers and woolly mammoths. That's right. So clearly, it's not just those. Yes. yes. Yes.
1: So the 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 other thing about the scarf model is that well we talk about the the negative reaction, the, actually, us to say is you can have a very positive reaction on those variables. So on relatedness, when we are feel re, we're around people in our similar group, our related group, we can actually have a a very positive and uh, very fulfilling experience when we're feeling connected with others. Of course, the flip side is: is if you feel shunned or, uh, uh, how, yeah, shunned, I guess, from the group that you feel related yeah. to, is that can be a very negative experience. So the right. relatedness, being with people that you feel connected to, um, is a very powerful human experience, and and it triggers um, reward responses in our brains that that are. And I'm forgetting the the chemicals that it's releasing, but it's like, like the, I think it's dopamine that that gives us a really powerful experience. Um, I'm going to, I'll bring in some other uh, insights as we go forward. I feel like I might be. Going but let's too tell far a
0: story. Yes. Let's tell a story to sort of make all this come to, to come to sense. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. the magic of our conversations, right? Is both of us can really geek out on the research. Like yeah. both of us are total research nerds when it comes to this stuff. But I think it's important to also relate this to lived experience. So mm-hmm. my best friend is a guy called Steve. True story. He's my best friend and has been for I'm gonna say 30 years. And we have very similar backgrounds. So we both uh, come from English families. We were both born in England, emigrated to Canada when we were two years old. So I could have conversations with him about my family, about my parents in particular, about my mom even more particularly. And I could use total shorthand because I didn't even have to tell full stories. I could just sort of say, you know, three words and he would say, oh yeah, I get you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I get you. And just in him saying the, I, and I knew he did. Like, I knew 100% he did. And that feeling of someone else understanding me and and knowing what I, like, genuinely knowing what I'm going through, that alone just really calmed my whole system down. Like, mm-hmm. I went from stressed and anxious to really, la- We were, la- we would laugh our heads off telling each other crazy and similar stories about Mm -hmm. our families and that immediately, once you're laughing, then you're in, you know, you're no longer in fight or flight. You're absolutely in rest and restore Mm -hmm. um, once you're giggling and having fun like that. And, and so he is, and always has been a really, I, I call him my chosen family. We call our each other brother and sister. I'm an only child. So he was, you know, chosen brother for me as well as best friend, um, as well as all these other magical things, and that's I think what we're getting at, right? Is mm-hmm. like finding someone where you can tell them a story, and you feel immediate relief and release mm. mm-hmm. from sharing with them. It's that relatedness component.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: by sharing the story, you start to feel better, yeah. and that's an important thing, right? Like like life is life is tough, and so finding that it doesn't have to be a big pocket of people, but finding that pocket of people where um, you have that feeling. One of my favorite quotes is from us. I'm a total quote nerd too. I can't believe I haven't started sharing quotes on this podcast that might happen Um, (laughs) is from C.S. Lewis. And it's this notion that, um, you know, friendship begins when you say, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. And, it, and it's getting rid of that feeling of loneliness. And I feel mm-hmm. that way with you, Rod, if I'm honest. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I can geek out about change with you in a way that I really haven't been able to. Because you love the science part mm-hmm. as well as the practice at work part. Like, all aspects of it. I, I just get so charged talking about you. And I think yeah. it's because of that sentence. Like, I, th- I I feel that way when we talk about this stuff,
1: too. Yeah, it's true. Actually, you just... you connected something for me. Um I'll start with the things that I already knew but then I'll say what the thing that you connected. One is, well, I think there's acceptance there. It's very, yeah. you know, to to feeling accepted for uh that that experience that you're sharing that the person acknowledges it. Um it allows you to communicate without being actually great at communicating. In a sense that it's difficult right. for people to to describe the emotions that they're feeling. But when someone else has had that experience, you don't have to actually put words to it. You can just say like, you know what it feels like when you're in this situation? Yeah. And the person goes, yes, I totally get it. And you've, you've skipped describing it, but you've connected still on that.
0: Well, if I there's like a sentence, and I don't know if the kids are still saying it, but I'm feeling all the feels. Oh my God, you're giving me all the feels. <laughs> that As I think about that statement, it's a way to be really nondescript about exactly what we're feeling but it's so it's a way we talk about emotion nowadays
1: yeah it's did you ever see Sorry, the of that. avatar movie uh not what was that movie they're making a second one now it was james cameron i think it was called avatar and uh i think so with and, the blue creatures yeah and then there's part yes. of the movie and it's like in their language it's like the i see you and the, what that means yes. is like i get you and i that, yes I, I've seen I've seen that terminology come up in different places, but like that was the first time I remember hearing that. And I was like, "Oh, that's really actually cool, impactful."
0: That's but profound, right? Because that really is all any of us want is is to be seen mm-hmm. and loved. Almost, it feels like despite you seeing me, despite you seeing me, despite you seeing all my faults, despite you seeing that I'm emotional sometimes, and all the things, you still see me, and you're mm-hmm. still here. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So the other, that, in what you said, it connected for me is, I think it allows us to be more of our authentic self as well. Yes. Right? Like we actually can, it's okay for us to, you know, whatever it is that you've been or experienced, someone else who doesn't get it could say, well, well, why did that bother you? And you feel a little, I don't know, guilt. It's like, oh, if I was a stronger person or if I was more playing the role that society expects yeah yeah
0: yeah so true in fact the people who are really in your tribe won't let you beat yourself up in that way right like Mm -hmm. we talked about this as well that that someone who who loves you in your tribe is the person who's to me this is my interpretation is the person who says something along the lines of you know, you're being really hard on yourself. What if someone was saying those words to me? How would you respond if there was an external person and they were saying those words to me? And usually that's a moment where you say, well, I would never let someone talk to you. I know, in that yeah. Way. I never let someone be that mean or tell you you're bad or criticize or all those things. And that's, it's only, you know, it's friends who help you kind of externalize what's what feels like a solely internal process like when you're going through that right you just you feel alone or you feel bad or you feel like you're you know not successful or whatever it is Mm -hmm. it's the people in your tribe can help you pull out of that Mm -hmm. there's a dozen different ways to do it that's just that's one of my favorite is to say like what would you ever let anybody else talk to me like that yeah usually the answer is no
1: yeah i think you know what we're saying is like the stuff that we've been talking about in our previous episodes is the internal work yes but the when you connect with people in your tribe they just help you do it and this it's like the giving yourself a break you know we've said yes. you know don't be so hard on yourself and yet that's still stand by that as the advice and i use that a lot to myself i remind it but boy can a a friend or someone that you connect with just do it in this much, a very powerful way to help you through it. It's, yeah. it's kind of like what you're saying. It's like, actually, if you step back, you would tell the other person, it's like, you know, give give yourself a break. Like, don't take that. Don't, you know, let that consume you. Uh, or you don't have to let that consume you because you're okay to have that experience. Acknowledge it, accept it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually catching myself on something that's um, I think very important is and I've learned this is it's it's not about telling yourself not to feel that way. It's about accepting that you feel that way. And yes. that, that allows you to move through, to go through it.
0: Yeah, the, you're, you're, I, that is 100 percent aligned to my lived experience as well, Rod. There's no there's no getting around emotion. You can only go through it and yeah. to deny it. I think like my analogy for it is. You can deny it as much as you want. You can try and hold it in and like suppress it down, like tamp it down and, and like not let it out. It seeps out in other ways, no matter yeah. what we do, that emotion is coming out in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and so way better to just let it out and express it in some way and mm-hmm. to know that, you know, you really, you, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. So like what you said about, I do think our previous episodes have been very sort of internally focused. This is about how do we go to people and ask for help? How do mm-hmm. we go to people and say, I'm stuck here and I cannot get unstuck. Please mm-hmm. help me. Um, and with a genuine desire to change, right? Because we all have that friend who's come to us and they're, you know, it's the same problem they've had for 10 years. And you're like, if you just take my advice. Yeah. Um, sometimes we do get stuck as people and that's, you know, we can't. Yeah. It's that's that's a harder one, I think, is is when you see someone you love who is really stuck and
1: mm-hmm. trying to
0: help them get unstuck. And can you or can't you? Yeah. We talked about that a little bit in a previous episode. Right. If, if yeah. you're trying to get someone else to change in a particular way and they're not having it, what do you do?
1: Yeah. So, OK, what would we suggest? That's right. Because we did say and like in, in that when we talked about can you change a friend? And the answer was really no. Like there's some no s- exceptional situations which you are going to intervene um, but for, if it's like, you know, for the stuff that a lot of us kind of working through that cause us angst or, or the, yeah, if, if it's like the bad boyfriend or bad girlfriend. Right, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, you're not going to. So, but then what I, I think then we are still saying, it, actually, it's very powerful and important to uh, have those connections that you can talk about and relate your experiences on a very regular basis but then not with the expectation that the other person's going to just you're going to go to them for the full advice on what you should do or you're going to give advice to somebody on what they should do but it's it's a is it just it helps them process it uh yeah process the experience in a way that Gives them the feeling that they're accepted, and it's it's not just it's not just their issue.
0: Yeah, that they're being heard. Like we, I think we talked about this in terms of you see a friend and they're making decisions. Do you intervene or not? Right. Mm -hmm. Remember we were we were and and my take was I don't intervene unless I think something really bad's going to happen. But my take is if this is the person's lived experience that they're supposed to go through who am I to rob them from said lived experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I think, is another one of those cases. So we're talking now, like, we started the podcast today with you, one, reaching out and asking for help and sort of mm-hmm. saying, hey, I need to talk this through. But similarly, if a friend comes to you and asks for the same thing, maybe this is really an episode about listening, Rod. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, the importance of just of listening, with of active listening without bias, without trying to fix... Like just a, mm-hmm. a, lis- a listening that is about commiserating and having empathy and, you know, not trying to say, well, have you tried this, that, and the other, and why don't you just da 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 da? Yeah, you know, it's, it it is a different type of connecting and a different type of listening.
1: Mm hmm. Th- it is. I'm gonna say, dare I say, it's too. It's the, it's the listening and understanding that important role that you play when your friend comes to you for that. And I, the other part is, and I'm, this is my lived experience, and I can tell you just to, so I'll tell a story and then connect it in. Is I've had phases where I've had things bothering me, and I would my typical way I was brought up in a way that I was trying to deal it with deal with it internally, um, my own right. internal psychology, and um, and and what my experience was is that I would go through these periods of great kind of. I'd be down, I'd be a lot of angst, I'd be, these things would worry and consume me, I would be constantly going over them, and then it would, it would fade, so then that would pass after right. a few days and you know, a week, and then sometimes if it was a really big challenge, then it would stay for a while, and I would just be constantly, and might, I would, you know, if you were around me, you would be like, what's he thinking about, like, he just seems consumed yeah. by perseverating something.
0: perseverating is what I call that, perseverating, yeah. That's
1: Perse- <laughs> Interesting word. Not
0: a great word. I, like- <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> and then the, um, uh, it was a, I wish I could remember this book that I read because I can't now, but it, it was talking about having, you know, that when you've got emotions and you've got things and you realize that they're, they're causing that you have to find a way to let them flow through you. And many times the way to do that is to articulate it to somebody Either right. somebody who can who's there and understands it or even just somebody who doesn't. And and that's something I don't do perfectly now, but is it certainly it's helped me then go through the things that I needed to change and evolve by allow by getting this stuff out. So it's like Yes. And and I couldn't do that without somebody on the other end who was a, willing to listen, willing to listen to something that might have seemed completely wacky and and uh And, you know, didn't understand what the issue was or what, but it was just being empathetic. But it was only like I I got to the limit of what I could just do internally through my own internal reflections and making sense of stuff.
0: Well, I, I mean, I think you guys all know I've been in therapy forever and I am such an advocate. You have to find the right therapist. My, my guy is more like a. I sort of see him as like a life coach, a, an individuation expert. Like he does all these really cool things. But having that unbiased person who's really going to listen. And when you were talking, Rod, it got me thinking about the importance of vulnerability in this as well, mm-hmm. and how you, you really have to be willing to be vulnerable with another person um, mm-hmm. to do that, to trust them, because you're kind of trusting them with your heart. You're trusting them with your deepest, you know, what you're feeling the most deeply in an, in a given moment, and that that can be hard. Yeah, that can be hard.
1: Yeah,
0: especially if you've had a, icky things happen where trust isn't. And we had a whole well, trust episode where yeah. where trust isn't your, you know what I mean? Isn't your natural go to? Is not like I trust yep. the world. Uh, then it's even harder to be vulnerable, but the payoff is unbelievable. Yeah, the that connection that you get um, when you're vulnerable with someone is is really quite uh, quite lovely.
1: Mm-hmm. And th- it's it's that connection when the vulnerability that where where friendships are formed, like true strong strong friendships are yep. formed. And the the trust part is critical because if you go in, if you have had an experience where you know, unfortunately, whatever happened and you found that you couldn't trust how the person uh, took in what you were telling to them, then yeah, you're going to, that's going to shape how you approach it going to forward. But the, if there is one truth, it's like, don't give up on this as the approach to help work through things. It meaning the approach of like connecting with others. Yeah. Um, and you're right about therapy, you know, like, so I've seen, I don't talk, haven't talked as much as you have but i've seen two different counselors or therapists or whatever they be called and the first one was very nice and well meaning but actually i realized afterwards uh wasn't the right one for me and and it it not only delayed helping through stuff by spending time with yeah. someone who wasn't doing right but it actually uh didn't have a negative effect but it didn't it didn't help in a lot of areas um
0: well it almost yeah i've had similar experiences rod and it almost turned me off getting help for a while you know so that's the other thing too don't give up if you've if you've reached out to a couple different therapists and it hasn't worked yeah keep searching there is a person that will work but you but it's sometimes a bit of a it's sometimes a bit of a slog finding the person
1: yeah yeah It is. there's a part for me there's part of this. This might be a, feel like a stretch, but I'm going to go here. Is uh, I'm excited. Um, as I was reading about the like for the, this episode, there was a concept that came up around um, what's real, like what's physically real, and mm-hmm. what what uh, is like our is it, is it referred to as social reality or like our constructed reality around it. And they, they use this example. So, for example, like money. Cash, right? So, right. If you have a twenty-dollar bill, you have a piece of plastic mixed with maybe some paper. Like the physical reality of that mm-hmm. bill is that it's mm-hmm. it's in the past. It was paper, and now it's some form of plastic. That's. But the constructed reality that we give to it is we all agree. Like we we provide monetary value to it. So, and then in our right. in our you know people that we're around and interact with, we have a a shared constructed reality that goes with that that uh piece of money um where things kind of break down is when we start having disconnected uh realities so now let's this was actually where an article was talking about the election in the u.s and and it's like the there's the reality of the actual situation but then so much how we experience our life is how we construct it and what we interpret, like we interpret that that reality is. Mm-hmm. And they were saying it's like, it's now it's if you generally believe your voting system is like, you know, works out and, and for the most part is fair and legit, then that's one reality. But if now other people are having a different one, um, you can see where the a, a conflict arises. Now I want to take that example and put it to the situation like when we're talking about an individual and we're and you know an individual wants to work through something they want to change and evolve Mm -hmm. what my this is personal for me sometimes when i when i'm too stuck in myself i start like you know wondering like my reality or view of the situation feels disconnected with other other people And then that's that's actually causes the most blockages around being able to move through something is when you feel like people don't see the same reality of the situation that you do. And the talking, this is where the power of connecting with somebody who um, you can talk to helps you do is that it helps you relate to. Uh, to understand that other people have that same view of a situation as nuanced and as complicated yeah. and as dirty and messy and, and all the stuff maybe So you actually... It, it reduces the what's called cognitive dissonance. It reduces the, the right, dissonance right. between how you think you see the world and how you think other people see the world. I don't know... Did you ever mm. see of a study in the 50s where people had like length of lines where a researcher, what they did is this line-length experiment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen
1: that. Yeah. So it's like for those, it's Ash, A-S-C-H. It's like they got people in the room. They said, are are all these lines the same length? And then what they did is they put Confederates in the room to to basically lie and say, no, no, you know, they're not the same length. And the person was there going, oh, my gosh, I see this reality. And... Like, I see them all the same length, but everybody else is saying something different. It caused them incredible stress to feel like their perception was different from the shared perception.
0: Well, and it's so, so, oh, so many things, Ron, so many things. But where my head is going as you were talking about that is... There's also, yes, it is important to find, I also call it not just finding your tribe, your chosen family, right? Because we Mm -hmm. all, all have the family we're born into. But then as you grow up, you sort of find your chosen family, that group of people who are your rock and you can go to them no matter what's happening. I think there is a risk of only talking to those people and we're not advocating for that because that's when confirmation bias comes in that's when we get into the us and them mindset that we're sort of seeing play out right now um heartbreakingly in the united states um, is just this such a sense of tribalism such a sense of separation mm-hmm. that it's, it's hard to see um, across the way so it's important to find your tribe it's important to have people you can connect with and be vulnerable and all those things But we never want it to be, we still want it to be in that, in the context of the growth mindset Mm -hmm. and in the context of acceptance and trying different things and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's where my mind was going as you were in particular talking about the U.S. election, right? Is that your tribe, it's so important, yes, but you don't want it to be, and you want to be able to stick to your concept of how are the lines the same, and that is so hard to do in social settings, but... At the same time, still make sure that we're connecting with others and learning uh, from others and what their lived experiences are. This is a, it's such yeah. a tricky one, right? Because yeah. for our own internal lived experience and to feel accepted and loved, you you really do have to find your tribe. You've got to find your chosen family. Yeah. But to to keep growing and learning, you've also got to make sure you don't fall into that um, that confirmation bias. Yeah trick and trap it, you because know because otherwise yeah. that's like that's where danger really happens um, yes. is if you're if we're no longer willing to listen to what other people are thinking and saying right
1: yes you know it's so funny as yes, i was saying it i was thinking oh geez the next thing we should is acknowledge exactly what you pointed out um is that the and and i think we do this well or at least we try to do this is that we point out how these different ideas and concepts and so forth, it, it, there's a balance to it. And you, you can't take yeah. one too far down the path. I, like, I think I would say a, a fundamentally, always you should connect with others when you've got things that are blocking you as you're trying to, you know, we use yes. to move through a change, but you're trying to, you know, go through something and it's, and it's, you can tell it's causing you angst and you're blocked. You got to connect with other people to externalize it. Yep. And the reason why that's powerful is for all these different things around how we were just talking about connecting with uh, people who can relate to your experience is a really uh, powerful thing there. Yes, there's similarity there. You feel related to those. But we can't take that too far, as you're saying, is because then then we get down the rabbit hole of confirmation uh, bias and we don't learn about and expand our understanding. There is actually there's an interesting thing around actually we, we have great difficulty in truly expanding our understanding of things when we're with people who are very different than us, because we have difficulty relating even to the grounding concepts that the converse, you know, each is having. And it's, it's more of like an incremental steps that we can do in expanding our points of view. Um, because, I don't know if you've had this experience when you talk to somebody who's like, whatever different background you find, you realize it's like, I, have, I actually don't understand what that person is saying because it's just, they're, they're right. talking about it in a different way. But it, in our, you know, the, in the continued journey that we're on it's it is to keep that open mind of curiosity to to be willing to learn, to be willing to have that growth mindset, to be willing to say that we're never at a spot where we've got it figured out, um, and we're just—it's the journey of constantly learning and constantly expanding our worldview.
0: And I feel like, so I feel like, as we think about closing out this episode, it's been a lot about reaching out for help. There are, in almost every city, there are free resources you can look up. You can use the Googles and uh, and find resources to talk to somebody, especially right now. We're just entering into the second wave of lockdown in Toronto. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and you know, I think that's going to be really stressful for some people. So if you don't have that tribe really close by of close friends and whatever that you can call on, reach out to some of the free resources in your town. And even if you, you know, maybe you only get five free sessions, but that is better than nothing, especially if you are struggling through a change yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, just always to remember that you're not alone and that sometimes we have to seek out our tribe. Sometimes it lands in our lap. Um, but, you know, that, that you you can get help if you need it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and make sure you do reach out for help if you if you do need to talk to someone, if you're going through a big change and it just feels like... Uh, a little bit overwhelming make Mm -hmm. sure you get that help definitely we we landed in a heavy way again today Mm -hmm. rod we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find a silly topic for next week (laughs) it's heavy sometimes it's because we have to talk about these things these are the things that matter right that's right we genuinely do want to try and help people as they're navigating through change and so sometimes the topics are just a little bit heavier
1: yeah we people we don't get blocked on the easy stuff (laughs) they get blocked on the tough True statement
0: yeah it can't be all sunshine and rainbows can it
1: yeah Mm -mm -mm
0: -mm. all right well thanks rod for another fantastic conversation this week
1: yes thank you too